I am recording this on Saturday, November 27th, 2021. This is the KLL Podcast Week 12 Preview Show. What is going on, peeps and peepstresses? My name is Stefan Siggs, your host as always, and this is the Week 12 preview show. I was listening back to last week's episode of the podcast, and I was laughing because when I first did the date intro like I've been doing all season long, at first I said that it was 2001, and I, I published the episode, and then I listened to it, and I was like, no, my God, it's not 2001. So I went back, I deleted the episode, re-recorded the intro, and published it again, went to listen to it, and I said 2011. And I don't know what the hell I was smoking or what was in my breakfast that morning, but uh, I was fucking up quite a bit, so a little correction there. Also, you know, I was thinking about it, and I came a little hard at the end of the podcast last week, came a little hard, um, you know, we're adults. And uh, I was I was watching a lot of workaholics, and those guys have a podcast that I listen to, and they kind of they really get you know into this kind of kind of talk. You know, I was putting you guys down, and, and I, I didn't mean it. I was being sarcastic. Um, it's okay that you can't come on the podcast all the time. I'm a huge nerd, so I'm doing it. Uh, but I totally understand being an adult and not having the time. It's okay. I digress. Here we go. Week 12 is on the horizon, and we are the KOLL. This is our podcast, and this is the playoff situation we have going into week 12. Keyed into this, this is also the week 12 AP power rankings. These were given to me by the AP, and they just happen to correspond with what I'm talking about here. Number 12 is the Oracle. They are 1 in 10. They are eliminated from playoff contention. Number 11 is Austin 316. They are 2 and 9. They are eliminated from playoff contention. Number 10, the Melonheads are 3 and 8, and they are eliminated from playoff contention. Now we get a little bit interesting. Number 9, the Long Island Beast. They are 4 and 7. They are be, they are given a 3% chance to make the playoffs. And a microscopic uh, one, 200 to 1 odds to win the championship. It's probably steeper than that. But all told, the Long Island Beasts are down but not dead. Fact is, they must win out and then also have several people lose a whole bunch of matches. It's probably not going to happen, but Long Island Beasts hang on to this. As long as you can, you are not dead. Number eight is the Thick Dicks. They are five and six. They are being given a 21% chance to make the playoffs. That is, uh, you know, one out of five. It's slim. It's not great. But the opportunity is still there for the Thick Dicks to climb up the ladder and, and make a run at it. They are currently 50 to one odds to win the championship. 
the Etlians, ET Etlians. I'm still doing it, but I'm getting there. The ET Etlians are six and five on the season. Again, plenty of time for the ET Etlians to make the move. They are, you know, three games to go, one game back of a playoff spot. They do have the misfortune of being a little low on the point total tiebreaker. Um, but the opportunity is still there. They need to win some games. They are 6-5. and five. They are being given a 29% chance to make the playoffs. And just like the Thick Dicks, 50-1 to one odds to win the championship. The Devontae's Inferno are number 6 this week. They are 7-4. and four. They are slipping a little bit as of late. Struggling without King Henry, but time is on their side with the with the, the kind of the big lead in terms of the records. They've been able to afford losing a couple of games and still hanging on to the playoff spot. They're currently sixth, an 82% chance to make the playoffs. A loss this week would take a big dip on his playoff chances and currently 10 to 1 odds to win the championship. Nick Top Greg Bottom is also 7 and 4. 85% chance to make the playoffs. They are also 10 to 1 to win the championship. Forever on Clean has won five straight games. They are 7 and 4 and now have an 85% chance to make the playoffs. 10 to 1 to win the championship. Forever on Clean, just as a note, they have won five straight games, as I said. In those five games, three of their opponents have scored less than 100 points. That is something to keep in mind. It is five straight. They are hot, but they have not been playing the strongest competition. Did have a couple of big wins in there, although that did happen. I'm not going to lie. They they did take down Who's Justice Beaver in a highly contested high-scoring matchup. So the potential is there, but again, three teams in that five-game win streak have scored under 100 points. Number three is the DeLongles at 7-4. and four. They have a 96% chance to make the playoffs and actually have the highest odds to win the championship, 4-1. to one. I was looking earlier today at the dynasty rankings. The DeLongles are number one on the season in terms of, the, you know, the experts say they have the strongest roster and also the highest dynasty ranking which means they also have the highest potential for future success. So the DeLongles may be a force to be reckoned with. All, all told, you know, they do have an owner who is questionable at best, but the DeLongles, as of now, have constructed a good roster. Who's Justice Beaver is number two. They are eight and three are and are being given a 99% chance to make the playoffs. More on this in a second. 5-1 to one odds to win the championship. Who's Justice Beaver will clinch their division crown with a win and an E.T. Elians loss this week. Uh, Who's Justice Beaver pretty much just needs to win one out of the next three games to, to take the crown. And with a, a matchup this week against the Oracle, who still hasn't scored 1,000 points on the season, uh, they'll probably get it. I think something that I might have to put in the chat, I might drop it, is will the Oracle score 1,000 points on the season? They still need about 150 to get there. Uh, the fact that we might have a team score less than 1,000 points is incredible, but, uh, you know, I guess, you know, we knew what he was doing. 
Number one, yet again this week, is the longest yard. They are 9-2, and two, and they have a 99.9999999999999% chance to make the playoffs. However, have the third highest odds to win the championship. Uh, I'm going to call them also 5-1. to one. Truth be told, these were given to me by the experts. In terms of a percentage, I just added the, the odds in. So if you want me to be specific... The longest yard has an 18% chance to win the championship. Who's Justice Beaver has a 21% chance to win the championship. And the DeLongles, as I said, the highest chance to win the championship, according to the experts, 24%. What else is there? Um, The longest yard will actually clinch the number one overall seed with a win this week and a Who's Justice Beaver loss. Um, but the potential is there that if they lose out and the DeLongles win out, that the DeLongles could catch them. They're the closest team to them in points. But with who's Justice Beaver's big uh, discrepancy in total points with the longest yard, although he is climbing, the longest yard, for all intents and purposes, will clinch the number one overall seed with a win this week. At the very least, they will clinch a first-round bye. That much is for sure. Now, uh, here is the Week 12 breakdown for the KOLL. As I mentioned not too long ago, the Oracle is taking on Who's Justice Beaver. Uh, The Oracle is a huge underdog, as always. You know, as I said, they're they're creeping pretty close to maybe not even eclipsing 1,000 points on the season. Uh, so, you know, you kind of expect who's Justice Beaver to take him down this week, but we will see. It is a, uh, I'm trying to do some quick math here, a 94, 94-point favorite this week is who's Justice Beaver. 99%, it'll take a minor miracle, actually kind of a major miracle uh, for who's Justice Beaver to lose this matchup. Uh, you know, the Oracle starting guys like Ronald Jones and Chuba Hubbard, some backups. Uh, Van Jefferson had a Deontay Harris sighting. Starting Tyler Johnson, uh, you know, Alexander Madison. He's starting a whole bunch of backup running backs, and we know that. Uh, I, someone I want to talk real quick about on who's Justice Beaver is Jonathan Taylor. JTT, Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. This guy has been absolutely insane. I mean, I I, I like want to say that Derrick Henry had some of the most impressive games I've ever seen out of running back. But Jonathan Taylor is just doing everything. Five touchdowns this past week. Uh, just a fantastic, a fantastic guy to have on your team. <laughs> just saying. Uh, but who's Justice Beaver? Huge favorite this week against the Oracle. The Melonheads have been playing quite the spoiler as of late, and this week may be no different. They are 3-8. and eight. They are taking on Devontae's Inferno, but are a five-point favorite this week. Got big games already from Cedric Wilson. When you can get 32 points, 33 points from Cedric Wilson and Dalton Schultz, you're off to a pretty good start. Um, also, I mean, Jared Goff didn't hurt. He didn't hurt. He didn't help, but he didn't hurt. Uh, I think that was probably over projection for Jared Goff. Uh, if memory serves me correctly, I remember seeing him in a different waiver wire. Obviously, he's not on our waiver wire because we got too many quarterbacks. But 
overall, I mean, if you can get 16.84 from Jared Goff, I think you'll take that on any given week. Devontae's Inferno, again, has been struggling since Derrick Henry went down. He did just acquire Dalvin Cook in a trade with Austin 316. And I think this is kind of, you know, we spoke about it on the podcast when we did the trade show not too long ago. Uh, that we thought Devontae's Inferno needed to add Dalvin Cook, and he found a way to do so in that trade we lost in 316. We're hoping for a bounce-back performance from Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson continues to struggle, Devontae's Inferno is going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, I wish the best for him, but that's tough. Uh, Corey Davis is currently doubtful, but in his lineup, he's starting David Johnson, which hurts me a little bit inside that. David Johnson needs to be started in our league, but that's the way the cookie crumbles in a league such as ours. Nick Top Greg Bottom is taking on the Thick Dicks and is coming in as a five-point underdog, which again is surprising. These teams who you expect to be the favorite aren't quite there. He did have to start Kenyon Drake this week, this week, which is unfortunate on most weeks, and this week was no exception, getting just the five points. Did get Derek Carr for 24, so that does help. The Thick Dicks did not have a Thanksgiving player, but has two dynamic players at the top of his roster who are making a difference right now, Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey. Great to see Christian McCaffrey back to being Christian McCaffrey, putting up points. Uh, do I wish I still had him? I don't know. Nick Chubb is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> the Long Island Beasts are big underdogs this week. 17 points against the E.T. Aliens. The E.T. Aliens, again, they're fighting for their playoff hopes right now. They are currently on the outside looking in. But if any team is going to make a move, having six wins already at this point in the season is terrific. The Long Island Beasts, again, hanging by a thread. A loss this week. Oh, unfortunately, lost DeAndre Swift on that Thanksgiving game. Only got three points played like, I don't know, a quarter maybe. Maybe played a whole quarter. Not sure. I played him in in DFS, so I was pretty disappointed. Ezekiel Elliott got 16 points for him, but again left with an injury. Uh, Just tough. Cole Beasley's getting tarnished by Dawson Knox. Man, Long Island Beast had a lot of players on Thanksgiving. One, two, three, four players on Thanksgiving. Again, another disappointment from David Montgomery. Just Across the board this year for the Long Island Beast, it's been really really disappointing, and I feel for him, you know. It's a sophomore slump, as they say. Last year, you know, he was a rookie to fantasy football, and he hit that sophomore slump this year, and it's it's showing in the win-loss column. 16 points on the Tony Pollard start from the— from E.T. Elliott's. Listen, Tony Pollard scored 16.8 and Ezekiel Elliott scored 16.9. If you're wondering who had the edge in this matchup so far this week, this week it's definitely him. Marquez Calloway only got four points. Uh, I mean, both of these teams aren't very strong. Obviously, with the Chiefs being on a bye, that really hurts the Long Island Beasts. But, I mean, the E.T. Elliott's, aside from Burrow, who hasn't really been playing well lately, and Michael Pittman, who's been awesome, I mean, Kenny Galladay, Jarvis Landry, Marcus Calloway. Jalen Hurts is awesome. I, I need to look at this. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Okay, so in standard leagues, he is the number one quarterback overall. He's number two in our league because of the six-point passing touchdown. But in most leagues, Jalen Hurts is the number one quarterback overall in fantasy football. Uh, I didn't see that coming, but it's happening. 
The DeLongles are a 62-point favorite this week against Austin 316. Curiosity killed the cat. How many players does Austin 316 currently have in his lineup that will not play this week? One, two, Kadarius Tony, A.J. Brown. Um, Kadarius Tony's doubtful. A.J. Brown is now on IR. Will he make that switch? Uh, time will tell. Um, it's a shame he didn't play Dawson Knox for his two touchdowns. But, you know, this is what we've seen from Austin 316. I hope he tinker stinkers tomorrow. I mean, you're a big guy. You know what I mean? Austin 316's owner. I, I know you're eating well. you got to poop, dude. And, I mean, I, every time that I sit my ass on that porcelain toilet, I have three different fantasy football apps, and I'm opening every single one of them. Every time I'm looking at that shit. And I tell you what, if you're not stopping what you're doing and going to the bathroom, listen, you have to do it in the bathroom. Don't just go over into the other room. Don't just go into the office because then the wife can bother you, the girlfriend, your parents, your kids, they can bother you. But if you go in to the bathroom, you shut the door behind you, you lock that some bitch. I don't care if you're at home, if you're at work, if you're at the grocery store, if you're picking dandelions in a forest, go find a tree and hide behind it. Lock that shit so your wife can't bother you, kids can't bother you, no one can bother you, and you tinker stinker. It takes five to ten minutes. You make sure all your lineups are set and ready to go. You got players started. If you're not doing it now, you are playing in the wrong league. Tinker freaking stinker. Or 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 go tinker your pinker somewhere else. I don't know. Anyway, the Delongles are really good obviously he started off the week already has 21 points from hunter motherfucking renfro 30 points from josh allen 17 and a half from darnell mooney that's how you want to start a week on thursday he still has jimmy garoppolo who's been playing fantastic james robinson who's fantastic Devonte adams chris godwin debo samuel this is this team is scary good and i do not want to have to pay Dylan, the money for winning this league. So, um, you know, let's put a stop to it, guys. Come on now. And then in our matchup of the week, the longest yard, number one in the AP power rankings, are looking to put a stop to forever on Clean's five-game winning streak and is going to need to pull off a stunner to do it as they are currently a 26-point, 28-point underdog. The longest yard, I tell you what, they are nine and two, but you had to know the wheels were about to come off. I mean, Miles Gaskins in the lineup every week. Mike Gasicki, I mean, routinely starting several Dolphins. Uh, so many players on by this week. Uh, you know, Alvin Kamara didn't play. Aaron Jones is not currently in his lineup, but is scheduled to play. So it'd be interesting to see if that switch is made. Um, Tyree Kale on a bye, obviously. Julio didn't play. Devontae Parker didn't play. So, tough week for the longest yard. Uh, he does have options. But Forever on Clean has been riding a certain kind of wave as of late. Justin Herbert has been playing out of his mind. Joe Mixon is probably quietly, probably the quietest top five running back I have ever seen in my entire life. He is number four in standard. Fantasy Football League's number seven in a PPR. Joe Mixon is quietly 
number five running back on the season, top five on the season, and nobody's talking about Joe Mixon. Brabron Clean is putting Tevin Coleman into the into the lineup this week now that Michael Carter again will not play. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see what happens with the Jets' backfield between Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson. Uh, Jacoby Myers scored that first touchdown of his career just two weeks ago. I was very happy to see it. I'm, I'm a Jacoby Myers fan. I don't know why, but I am. Chase Claypool got back into the lineup and had a great game last week. Again, it shocks me that Reveron Clean has both relevant Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers. But, I mean, if you're going to get 13 targets for Deontay Johnson and another nine targets for Chase Claypool, I think you'll take 22 targets between the two of them. That's pretty fantastic. He's also starting two Tampa Bay pass catchers in Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans. So forever on cleans, you know, kind of playing on those high-scoring offenses, you know, the Steelers. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was your Week 12 breakdown, and now I'm going to stop recording and then think of something else to talk about. Bye. Okay, so here's what I came up with to talk about. Uh, We have had some teams absolutely trying to rebuild for the future, and they have traded away a whole bunch of assets for draft picks. So I kind of got a little curious, and I was wondering, if the season ended today, what would the first round of next year's draft look like? So I went ahead and I did the work. The first round next year, if the league ended today, the number one overall pick would go to the Oracle. The second pick would go to the Thick Dicks. The third pick to Austin 316. The fourth pick, again, to the Oracle. Number five, the DeLongles. Number six, the Thick Dicks again. Number seven, Devante's Inferno. Number eight, Nick Top, Greg Bottom. Number nine, Forever Unclean. Number 10 is the DeLongles again. Number 11 is the Melonheads. And number 12 is the Longest Yard. Kind of interesting to note, two first-round picks in the top five next year for the Oracle. Really, the DeLongles having two first-round picks was a shocker to me. Already a strong team and a potential to make it even better. The Thick Dicks have struggled in terms of their record, but have scored a whole lot of points, and they have two picks in the first six. It'll be interesting to see how next year's draft works out as we learn a little bit about how to value these draft picks and what kind of players are worth it and what kind of players are not. Another thing that I was pretty interested in is the race to see who could accumulate the most draft picks and has been a three-headed race. It started out as just two, but Austin 316 sneaking in there. So this is what I figured out over the next three years. Over the next three years, the Melonheads have compiled six first-round picks. Again, only one next year, so that means five in the next two years, and seven second-round picks. A lot of room for growth there for the Melonheads. Austin 316 has compiled four first-round picks and six seconds. Another team who definitely needs a rebuild as soon as possible. The team to note here is the Oracle, who have compiled a whopping nine first-round picks over the next three years, including four first-round picks in 2024, that is not next year's draft, but the year after, and six second-round picks. So the Oracle is really going after it. That is why they haven't scored a 1,000 points yet. 
It's because they have really gone after it, looking to rebuild for the future. Very interesting to note, over the next three years, Who's Justice Beaver has a total of four draft picks, as of right now. Uh, clearly sold the farm for a championship, and it'll be interesting to see how that works out for them. And now that we have come to the point where the trade deadline is upon us, the games that start tomorrow are probably going to put an end to any trades that could possibly be made going forward. I would like to just comment quickly before I close out this podcast on the monumental accomplishment this league achieved this year. 54 trades have been completed in the 2021 calendar football season. This is unprecedented. The highest number, I I don't think I've seen 54 total trades in fantasy football in my entire fantasy football career. 54 trades, 180 assets were moved this year in our league. That is incredible. If we ever hit that number again, I'll throw a pizza party. If next year we come out and we make 55 trades, I'll throw a pizza party for the whole league. That is incredible. 54 trades, 180 assets. Congratulations, K-O-L-L, on this monumental achievement. I think that our league should be given a trophy by the 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 pillars, by the pillars, the, the national monument of fantasy football experts should, should, should send down a crystal football to the K-O-L-L for achieving 54 trades, 180 assets. Congratulations, gentlemen. K-O-L-L. It's been a great season. I can't wait. I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure as soon as our league season finishes, the trade door will open back up. We will start preparing for next year. Keep an eye on the news in the future. Keep an eye on on the news specifically in the offseason as players move teams, as players lose their jobs, as new players come into new places. You're going to be looking to buy and sell those assets. Try and call your shots in the offseason. This is the most exciting part about fantasy football. But we are not to the offseason yet. This is week 12, K-O-L-L podcast. Stefan Siggs on the mic. We have hot takes. We have hotter podcasters. Enjoy your football. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. No, really, stop listening. Turn it off. 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 Bye.